Are you ready to talk about discipline? Because I'm ready to talk about discipline. Welcome to episode 144 of the podcast. I'm so glad you tuned in today. I am super thrilled to share this topic with you because I think it's so important. I know that when I am on my game, discipline is a huge factor. And let's face it, I think it's something that needs to be almost uh, rekindled on a daily basis. And that's why I want to share this with you. I know that for me, um, it's, it's huge. It's really huge because... If we don't discipline ourselves, we aren't able to do the work we want to do in the world. We can't create. We can't, you know, uh, maintain all aspects of our life and our health. And so in this episode, I'm going to share with you some of my thoughts on discipline and some of the really some of the people that inspire me, some of the super disciplined people that inspire me, because like everything in life. I feel that we all fall on some continuum on the continuum of like the the best versus the worst. And I hate to use those two terms, but I'm going to just to just to describe it. And we all fall on the continuum. You know what? I can move more towards the top. I want to move more towards the top. And that's always the goal. What happens to for me, and maybe this is your experience, is that if I don't discipline myself, days can go by and I won't do the work in any area, whether it's business type work or health and wellness, eating, you know, exercising, discipline covers all aspects of our lives, right? So it's so important. You know, I think back to the John Wick series, and I, this uh, quote from that, that movie, the, I forget, I think it was the first one. And it said that, you know, John Wick is a man of focus, commitment, and will, I believe that's what it was. And he was a very disciplined person. That's his character is a very disciplined person in that movie. And, it allows him to get a lot of stuff done, right? Or get shit done, so to speak. And so I think about that all the time. You know, another huge influence in my life from the discipline world is Jocko Willink. Jocko, if you aren't familiar with him, he's the former Navy SEAL that is now leadership trainer and like human being extraordinaire. Go check out his Instagram for inspiration every day. The guy gets up at like 4.30 in the morning and works out and he shows a picture of his watch at 4.30 something in the morning as, as he's working out every morning. And he's just super inspiring guy. He's written a number of books. I have a, a short summary book of his and it's about um, ownership. Like he, that's one of his things in in that he that he shares and he teaches is this idea of ownership and like you own every aspect of what's happening to you and that way you have all the ability to control it and change it it's super inspirational super valuable but he's a huge guy for discipline some of the things that he says when he talks about discipline he says that discipline equals freedom right and the more you discipline yourself the more freedom you will experience in your life and and i've i've seen that to be true right and again back to this idea we can always do more and i know i can always do more so the other reason i wanted to share this podcast with you in this message today is i just picked up the monk who sold his ferrari again from the bookshelf and was reading a few passages from it and he talks about discipline in here, you know, he talks about how the, the sages gave him this, um, what is it, a little uh, amulet or a little something that was inscribed, let me see here, and it was, oh, excuse me, it was a locket, and the words, there's some words engraved on it, and he reads these words to him, and this is a quote from the book, 
right here, the monk who sold his Ferrari. Through the steel of discipline, you will forge a character rich with courage and peace. Through the virtue of will, you are destined to rise to life's highest ideal and live within a heavenly mansion filled with all that is good, joyful, and vital. Without them, you are lost like a mariner without a compass, one who eventually sinks with his ship. That's so awesome. I might even (laughs) put that on my wall somewhere. I think it's freaking huge. But anyway, that's discipline, right? I mean, we we all know about it. So I guess the uh, the $100,000 question is, you know, uh, how can you discipline yourself to to show up in the way and do the things that you want to do, right? Um, I know for me, when when I fall off discipline and I don't, you know, say, do the creating that I need to do on a daily basis, you know, of course, my goals fall behind. The the longer term goals, the larger goals. And one of the ways that I get by, and I want to share this with you and see if it may be helpful to you on your journey. One of the things that I that I try to focus on is this idea of lead measures or lead goals versus lag goals. And I was so happy that I learned about this. I forget where, who I learned about this from. A lot of people have probably talked about it. It might have been Ryan Holiday, maybe, or someone else in the productivity or like, um, you know, who's at the really top of their game. But this idea of lead goals versus lag goals. A lag goal meaning the goal that is further out on the time horizon, right? Maybe three months, six months, a year, whatever. But it's so far on the time horizon that it's really not relevant to what you're doing right now today. And the lead goal being, okay, what do I need to do today in order to realize or reach the lag goal, right? I like that because it it all it requires is for you to make a list of a few key things to do that day that will allow you to reach your lag goal, your your goal that is on the horizon. And I like that because it brings our focus to the now moment, which we all know that now is our point of power. And sometimes if we have the goal is too far on the horizon and we haven't reverse engineered the process, then we don't know what to do today. And we come to our goal date or our deadline that we've set for ourselves and we're like, well, I didn't get my goal again, right? Whatever, I got to set a new goal. But I like this lead major goal and almost forget totally about it. And you, because you know that if you do those things, if you've, if you've reverse engineered the process and you're working the process every day, you know that you're going to hit that goal, right? For me, as a content creator and podcast creator and video creator, my my goal at the high end is to do a video a day, right? And also then touch each of my social media accounts a day just to give them a little love, right? And I know that when I do that, the traffic will come into my courses, the traffic will come to my books, and and I'll have the exposure and I will move out of that obscurity that we are all in at various levels, right? I'll move into a more, I'll be more on people's radar, right? Every video is solving a specific problem. Every video is, you know, I want it to be a super valuable use of my viewers' time, your time as you're listening to this podcast. And make it really worthwhile sharing best practices for living, right? I'm not just, you know, talking to hear myself talk. I really want it to be beneficial and valuable to you. And I set that intention always when I have a guest. Sometimes I I forget to do that when I'm solo and I'm and I'm trying to do 10 things here and I'm moving on to the next thing. But the intention is always there at an underlying 
um, underlying way because I love and appreciate the fact that you're listening to this. And I love and appreciate and value your time, right? Your time is your most valuable asset. And so I hope that you're getting nuggets from this. That is always my intention. And so, you know, setting that goal to, you know, touch all those social media and do that. That's my goal. What's your process goal or your lead goal for your business, right? Maybe it's you need to reach out to prospects. Maybe it's you need to, maybe if you're a realtor, you need to knock on 10 doors or call 10 people or uh, do that. You know me, I'm always going to steer anyone I know in any business to content marketing or attraction-based marketing, right? where you're putting a lot of wood in the fire. It does take time. There's no question. But you know, any prospecting, any lead generating going to take time, right? It's going to take time. But I have seen over and over again, and, and this applies to any field, how impactful and how much value it can be to you and your business. I don't care what you're selling. I don't care what you're doing in the world. I've seen it over and over in many different fields and sectors Content marketing, killing it, driving enormous amounts of traffic to your to your business. Look at Dave Ramsey, right? He's selling financial products. He's selling um, books, etc. There, and he has other people within his organization now. A guy named Ken Coleman, who is actually really freaking phenomenal. He talks about how to how to get the your best job and how to do work that you love and how to, you know, interact in the workplace. It's all about like jobs and workplace and purpose. He has. A, I think it's a five-step program or a five-step little process to help you find the work that you love and do the things that you're meant to do. That guy's phenomenal, and he's in the Dave Ramsey organization. And so he has a little bit different flavor, a little bit different spin on what Dave does, but he has his own niche. Bottom line, whether you're selling insurance or cars or maybe you're just a sales trainer or Whatever else you're selling in the world, content marketing, getting creative, and finding a way to solve your people's problems or entertain them or help them and you know have a better experience in life, it'll it can drive an enormous amount of traffic to your business, can and will if it's done in the right way and over the right period of time, you know, and and it just it does take time. So I always am pushing content marketing. I had I have some friends in the real estate game, and. They're asking me, like, could this really work? And I'm like, you, it will work, right? It will work. Look at Selling Sunset and in the new uh, Netflix video series called Million Dollar Beach House, which is all about the Hamptons, which my friend Tiffany Falvey turned me on to recently. And watching these things, you know, that's driving an immense amount of traffic. Yes, it's for entertainment. Yes, it is a show, right? But it's putting their business on the roadmap. Also, Ryan Serhant talked about this too. He's in the real estate game. He's in New York City. He's the, one of the stars of Bravo's Million Dollar Listing in New York. And he credits starting a vlog to massively blowing up his business, right? And that's something that he did on his own. That's not part of Bravo, right? That's his own YouTube channel, his own brand. And so whatever business you're in, I encourage you to get out a pen and paper and think about, one, starting a vlog, and talking about your business and make it entertaining and fun, right? That's the whole goal. Or if you just want to go straight problem solving, that'll work too. Whatever will, whatever is a natural expression of who you are, that'll get the job done, right? But whatever business you're in, think about content marketing. I really think it's like an untapped gold mine. Now, don't get me wrong. 
it's freaking challenging and it's hard and you got to be unless you want to hire a person to do this for you you got to be a videographer you got to be an editor you've got to be a social media slash youtube you know kind of person you got to know what optimize it keywords etc like that but honestly all that stuff can be learned and if you take a, a couple days or a week you can probably get a good handle on it and then just periodically go forward but i got to tell you when I see people knocking on doors, selling door to door, I I cringe. I literally cringe. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, this is, we are in 2020 now and you're still knocking on doors, even though you have the internet at your fingertips. And it's people selling, you know, cleaning, I want to clean your carpets. I want to put siding on your house, etc. Now, if you're knocking on doors, like the last week I had a guy who is a real estate agent. He has an open house around the corner. That's different, right? That's a little bit different. He's canvassing the neighborhood in a targeted way saying, hey, I got an open house over here. If you know anyone who wants to buy it, send them that, send them that direction. Or if you want to buy your house, let me know. So that's a little bit different. But when you're when you're cold calling on a house that you have not vetted as even a warm prospect and you're trying to sell I don't know when I don't know where that ever worked. I guess it did work or they wouldn't do it. But I cringe because of the because they're not using the power of the internet and the connectivity that we have in the world. I just it just boggles my mind. But I got off on a tangent there. But anyway, being a content marketer and loving that idea and that and that aspect of, you know, creating and expressing and solving people's problems via YouTube and other social media channels and pre- creating that content. You know, if you're not doing it, I really encourage you to look into it. And if you have any questions for me, you know, that I, I might be able to answer, leave them in the comment section down below. It is a big animal, right? It's not something that I probably can, you know, share the years that I've been doing it in, in a simple answer, but I will do my best and I'll, I'll, I'll steer you in the right direction. But honestly, you know, I tell all my friends about it. But anyway, that's, that's me. That's my lead measures is making sure that I'm putting out content on a consistent basis because, again, that's the signal, right? That's the signal that's going to amplify my message and then attract people that are interested in this, right? When I when I put the keywords into this video, which will be something, or excuse me, into this uh, podcast will be something about the power of discipline or discipline, you know, can create the experiences that you want, something to that effect. And then put it out there, it becomes a piece of evergreen content that will always be searchable and will drive traffic back to my YouTube channel and move forward. So anyway, that's, that's the, uh, that's, that's the goal right there. So, and that's what I'm always preaching to people because like I said, I've seen it, it's happening in my own experience of my own business. And I've seen it over and over again for other people where they just create that content Grant Cardone talks about hammering the list, which I I always cringe when I hear that. Uh, He's talking about hammering his email list, and they do hammer it. And believe me, I'm on that list, and it's it's beneficial, but I don't like that idea of hammering the list. What I use is love on my list. I want to I love on my list, and I send a weekly email out every week to the people on my list. If you're a subscriber, thank you so much. Hopefully, that email is valuable to you. But my intention with that email is to love and support you on your journey and share 
knowledge and wisdom that I feel will be helpful to you, right? Just little reminders and insights and ideas that I've come across on my own journey or that have worked for me or that are some nuggets that I pull out of the books I read or the courses I read, etc. But that's my way, you know, I just, I'm, it's a very different, different approach for me. Grant Cardone is his own guy. I learned a lot from him. He's super valuable to me, but I don't like that idea of hammer the list, right? I don't want to love on my list. And so to that point, if you haven't subscribed to my email list, I want to invite you to do that. And as an incentive to entice you to do that, I want to give you a collection of tools that I call tools for conscious creators. This is an ongoing tool I'm or an ongoing collection that I'm always adding to. But the idea behind this is based on the idea that when you fix your thinking, you're going to fix your life. Louise Hay said it, you know, she doesn't fix problems. She fixes her thinking and then the problems fix themselves. We create from within, right? Life and our experience is a mirror of what's happening within us. And so when we tune up, the way we think and feel, we're going to be tuning up our experience, right? But it's you, but we don't work in the outer world. We work in the inner world with our beliefs and our expectations and the consciousness, right? Emmett Fox said that life is consciousness. And so that collection of tools is all designed to help you create the experiences that you want. It's all about being a conscious creator, right? And I'm always adding tools to that. There's some cool stuff in there. All those things are tools that I use myself. In fact, I created them for me, but I want to share them with you because we're all the same, right? We're all slaying different demons, but the same type of demons, right? Overcoming limiting beliefs and fears and doubts and anxiety and worry and all those kind of things that get into our race mind, right? The the mind that is rooted in this physical world that is is a good tool, but not a very good master. Speaking of the Robin Sharma book, right? Robin Sharma says that it's a great tool, but not a good master. Don't let your mind be your master. So go check that out at gmarkphillips.com. You can sign up there and be sure to put me on your whitelist or your safe emails. There's instructions on how to do that in the welcome email so that you can get those weekly emails. Unsubscribe at any time if you feel it's not serving you. I know there are a lot of emails out there, but my intent is to give you the very best of the best spiritual, metaphysical, and intellectual knowledge to support and help you on your journey so that you can be, do, and have more of what you want. That's my whole goal with my email process. And really, the underlying kind of foundation of my business is to help you have and get more of what you want. And so that's the first thing I want to want to remind you of if you want to sign up to my email list. The other thing before we wrap up here, I want to invite you to check out my courses. So far, there are two courses in my offering and one coming called the Focus and Flow Journaling Process, which I'm thrilled about. The courses that are currently available are 21 Ways to Radically Enhance the Human Experience. That's a course that kind of encapsulates and shares maybe 20-ish years of study and knowledge and kind of give you a big download. The, the PDF itself is 10 pages, and then it comes with a poster you can put in your personal development binder. That's that's the course. That's my first course. The second course that I developed, and it was actually on Udemy for a while, but I've since pulled it down, and I'm adding new bonus modules and tweaking it quite a bit to make it more robust and full and more you know specifically targeted to my audience. And that is called the Seven Pillars of Personal Development. And that again is all about developing your relationship with yourself because. 
we know that our relationship with ourselves supports our relationships with other people and experiential in general, right? And it's the the seven most important uh, aspects of developing your relationship with yourself that I've discovered on my journey, including I'm going to be creating a bonus uh, core, a bonus content that is going to blow your socks off. And I know that's a tall statement, but it really will. And this is based on another thing, on the other underlying thing that I study, which is self-concept and self-image, right? If there's one lever or one button to push, it is focus on developing who you need to be and what you need to be so that you can take the right action that will eventually get you the results that you want. This is what's you know, moved me down the road in my life, past the fear, past the doubt, past the worry of doing, of sharing my um, love and passion in the world, which is this, right? Creating content, starting a podcast, having an interview-based show. I always wanted an interview-based show, but I was, one, I didn't know how to do it. Two, I was fearful and frightened to do it. And the more that I develop the concept and integrate that idea into my self-concept, the easier it gets and the more it just flows naturally as an expression of who I am, right? Because I'm developing that and I'm and I'm building that self-concept muscle in that way so that it happens in that way. It's hugely powerful. Other people have talked about it. Maxwell Maltz talks a lot about it. Um, Neville Goddard talked about it. Joseph Campbell, all of these people talk about it. And I honestly, that's why I wrote the book, Just Be It, and on the two-part children's series, The Magic of Being, because that's the most important thing. Talk about from the last 25 years of study. If there's one thing, that's the thing. Work on your self-concept on a consistent daily basis. Write out the qualities of who you want to be and what you want to be, right? And the new module that is going to be going up into Just Be It is all about specifically like who you already are, not necessarily who you want to become, because that's valuable, right? As as we reach and we stretch into developing certain aspects of ourselves. But this new kind of I don't want to call it a realization, but a new understanding. And I I put a video up prior in part of the On the Move series where I talk about this. And it's a new understanding of this, this idea that you already have within you the treasure chest of the person that you already are, right? And that, that, that will, that could create the prosperity and abundance that you want and that will create it when you open up the chest and start being more in your authentic self, right? That was an aspect of this power of being that I didn't really think about or talk about in the book. I hadn't really understood it in that way. I was I was in the mindset of future self, right? I wasn't in the mindset of you already have everything you need and you got to open up that case and be aligned, be in full alignment with who you really truly are and express yourself in a natural, authentic way. Then the magic happens. So that it's really becomes two aspects, right? That's one aspect is being who you really truly are and expressing yourself, doing what you you truly want to do, right? To serve and impact and and find joy in the world, right? It's all a it's all in that mix, but also reaching and developing new aspects of yourself because you're you're a dynamic growing human being and I talk about that in the book. Being is a dynamic, ongoing process, and it's never stopped, and it's never static, and it's it, it grows like an organic tree, right? Granted, we get to to determine and focus how that tree goes, and we're kind of pruning, 
different branches off. Like if we have some laziness, we want to prune that off. If we have some fear, we want to prune that. We have some doubt, we want to prune that. And we make this tree grow in the way that we want it. And we get to shape it, right? We're shaping our lives. And the way, the most powerful way to shape our lives is to shape ourselves. And then our life becomes an expression of who we are, right? Again, this is the internal focus. So that's just what the what the uh, Just Be It book is about, Magic of Being series. But anyway, I want to invite you to check out those courses, The Seven Pillars of Personal Development, The 21 Ways to Radically Enhance the Human Experience, coming soon, the Focus and Flow journaling process. In fact, just this morning, I was working on the course outline and tweaking it. I'm really excited to share this with you. This is going to be unlike any other journal process that you do. And there are some awesome journaling processes out there, right? The five-minute journal that helps you find that gratitude that, you know, we know that gratitude is the key that opens the gateway to abundance. That's all about what that journal is, right? Gratitude. And and I'm a huge fan of Alex Icon. He also has the productivity journal. Uh, I, I'm not as familiar with that one, but I am familiar with the five-minute journal. But uh, that guy is a freaking inspiring to me what he's created he and his wife Mimi who is freaking cute as a a button and the lifestyle that they lead and the things that they're doing in the world making an impact right just creating and solving problems helping people solve problems but what I did is I looked at a number of different journals not to copy those journals by any means but just to see what they're doing I love seeing what people are doing in the world other creators other problem solvers we're all problem solvers right we're all creating you know, better experiences for one another. And I will I will probably go over those other journals in a module just to show the differentiation. Again, you can still do those journals and I, I would recommend that. They're complement this journal. But this journal is really it's well it's fact it's based on the teaching is teachings of Abraham. And I'm still working on the tagline for the journal, but it will be something, you know, that talks about the now and the future, because I want to link those together. And ultimately, that's the core of what the journal does, is it helps you find love and appreciation for your now while you're creating your future, right? I'm really excited about this. I've been working this journal and using this journal in my own, you know, practice for about five or six months-ish and working out all the kinks. And believe me, there have been some changes from the, how I approach the journal and do it at the beginning to how I'm doing it now. And I'm refining that process and I'm getting really close as I'm building this outline. It's going to be what I call a micro course. It's not going to be a long course. But again, it, the, the ideal is to have a daily practice that you can create and, and shape your life in the way, you know, because of writing, because writing is a very powerful point of attraction. So, little bit of a teaser for that. Also a bunch of other courses. I got, I'm into courses now, if you haven't guessed. <laughs> so thank you for watching. I want to uh, really, I really want to express the love and appreciation for you. I know there are a bunch of podcasts. If you like this episode, please give me a thumbs up on YouTube. That would be super awesome. Consider subscribing on your favorite podcast player. We are now, I'm, I am now going monthly with the podcast as I focus on putting other streams of content up on my YouTube channel. If you haven't checked it out, check it out at youtube.com slash gmarkphillips. I just hit 500 subscribers and every single one of them, if you're one of them, I love you to death. Thank you so much for subscribing. This is a monumental uh, achievement for me because 
it I was afraid of YouTube for many years and I and I, I've talked about this before. I started you my YouTube channel in October of twenty eleven because I've been looking back and and seeing how long it's taken me to get to the five hundred subscribers. That's a long time. I'm working on a video that I'll be putting out soon on my channel talking about what I've learned. I want to share lessons, you know, like three lessons I learned that helped me, three lessons that impeded me from growing fast, because I don't want it to take you that long to grow your YouTube channel. That's what that's what it's all about, sharing best practices, right? I wanted you to get there faster. It shouldn't take you nine years to get 500 subscribers. And there's a lot of things that I did that did not help in that process. And so I want to share that. It's also going to be a celebration. I'm picking up some Martinelli's uh, sparkling cider and going all out because honestly, like this is freaking huge. If people watch that video, they might think that I hit a hundred thousand subscribers or a million because I'm so excited about it. I mean, 500, <laughs> I'm thrilled. I couldn't be more thrilled. Every subscriber that comes to me, I am thrilled. And every subscriber that subscribes and then bounces away, I'm still super thrilled because, hey, the fact that you did subscribe and you're off on your journey, I don't care if you stick around. The fact you subscribed, I love you to death and I really appreciate it. And I really do mean that. So, Stay tuned for that. Like I said, you can find that video coming up on my YouTube channel soon, but it's going to be a celebration. It really is going to be a celebration because I am over the top about this. I got an email from YouTube. I'm going to be reading that email to you. It's short and sweet, but it's the 500 subscriber milestone email that they send. And I'm thrilled. I couldn't be more thrilled. So I want to wrap it up there. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I wish you all the best health, wealth, and success on your journey. Bye-bye.